Rabbi Yechiel back. I wanted to publicly, publicly be Menachem, given a Chama on the loss of his mother. In, in our city, we're Zeicha, we're Zeicha to admire. Menachem and I talk about Rabbi Yechiel and all of us that are Zeicha to be friends. To be in the same Chabur as Rabbi Yechiel is somebody, a sincere person on fire. Somebody who's on fire with Ruchnius, the, the willingness and want to do for the next person is something that's special. Our own children, that our children are Zeichet, to have him as a Rebbe, any kid that's in that class, it's Pasha, it will be a life changing difference. Pasha. My Yisrael mayor will be different when he's 20, 30, 60, 80, because he had Rebichil. And he's makir. My son doesn't know about what's going to be when he's older, but he's makir. The year was, was something from Mamish, Kulan Shavan Latoyvah, from day one to the end. And we're in the Shtoyman from Yechil. I, I wasn't Zaycha to grow up. Sometimes you grow up with somebody, you get where he comes from. Like, you know, where does he come from? I wasn't Zaycha to grow up with Rabbi Yechil. We see him now being a mashpi on our families and being a friend of ours and, and really amazed, but amazed and inspired. Just lucky to be around him. He's a happy person, a positive person, genuine, a giving person. But where it comes from, we don't know. We didn't know. And in going to the base Avil, anybody who was by the base Avil and heard from Rabbi Yechiel about his mother, he mamish echo, David HaMelech says, Ani Avducha ben Amosecha. I'm an Eved ben Amosecha. It comes from my mama. David HaMelech gave credit to his mother. And to go to that base Avil, the, the closeness of the siblings, of all the siblings, can I know her? All the siblings and their closeness is you could feel it, you experienced it, you walked into the base of it. The closeness of his siblings and each one gushing about the mama, about their Heilige mother. And we learned, we learned very well, and Yechiel expressed it to anybody who went to the base of it. Yechiel expressed that what you see, he didn't, he didn't brag about him, but what we see him, where it came from. We learned the secrets of somebody who was a Yiddish mama in all its glory. Somebody who was in church. Rabbi Yechiel said, all you need to know, Rabbi Yechiel said, this is like such a spitz. This is like the epitome of a Yiddish mama. He said, it's a big, Kanainar, she had a big crew. She said, all our friends were my mother's friends. Her friends became, and he said many incidents, his mother was like friends with his friends. It mattered to her, all our friends, and they became like, they were her friends. She cared about them, she cared about their accomplishments. So we, I got a sense, I literally walked out appreciating a person I wasn't zeichet to meet b'chayeha, but appreciating a person. So, talk of the name, Rabbi Yechiel. Esther Devorah. And their continued success. And the continued Kiddush that Rebichil and all his siblings are, she continued to be an aliyah for her precious neshama. I want that the learning tonight should be a schus for the neshamas as well. Rebichil's mama for the neshamas tonight is the yard side of Eli and Dani, of Eli Shombran, of Eliyahu ben Mordechai Halevi, and Daniel Faivish ben Yitzchak Yaakov, both Eli, Shomer, and Dani King, their yard site is tonight. And the Torah that we learned should be an aliyah for these two precious neshamas. They, they were both somebody who were, who were so plugged in to what the yeshiva and our community offers. They were both, both these precious people, Eli and Dani, were people who were, um, who were extremely excited by Ruchnius. They were excited by their growth, excited by the journey. Every year we try to take on a Kabbalah in Yeshiva for the Zchos, for the, these two precious Neshamas. I want to share with my friends what we're going to do this year for these two precious Neshamas. I bedavka wanted this year because Eli Shomran's father, Reb Mati, who was a friend of mine, was Nifter this year. I wanted to do this specifically for Eli, Dani, for Reb Mati, for all these precious Neshamas. I want to make this campaign both in yeshiva and our community and our communities. To anybody who's here, anybody who's listening, I would like to make a Kabbalah to really work on something. Bizchus, these two precious, these two precious people. Eli loved the davening in yeshiva. 
he really appreciated the davening in yeshiva. I remember, I have a picture in my mind of him coming into the tefillahs. He was very plugged into the prayers of yeshiva, to the davening. Both Eli and Danny appreciated the, the, there's so many aspects to prayer, but speaking to Hashem, being in touch, the word prayer is pilo, which also can mean to self-judge. Anybody who davens, tonight the Wolfpack, the Waterbury team played their first game, they won. I'm going to mention it, I want to, they did win tonight, Baruch Hashem. And I always clear, and everybody who ever is a davener clears what to daven for. Somebody told me, right, Sunshine just had a massive argument with other people about what to daven for. Anybody who davens clears, am I let a daven the Mets should win? Can I daven the Yankees shouldn't? Can I daven the Wolf Pack? Yes, like, what you're allowed to daven for, anybody, no, my, my nephew... Menachem Russ likes the Yankees, I want them to win Stark. But what are you allowed to daven, what you can't daven, for anybody who davens starts asking that question. And I want to say, and it's a question that is raged, like people argue and you can have big debates, youngsters always want to know, can I daven for this, can I daven for that? And I want to say that prayer itself brings out that question. If you don't ask that question, I don't think you're praying so sincerely. I'll tell you like myself that the wolf pack play, okay, so I say Hashem, let me, I say, let me talk to Hashem and ask the wolf pack should win. I want them to win. And it's very good for the guys to win. Gives them a confidence. They walk out. They feel better. We're winners. We're successful people. We know how. We can. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. We're a bunch of winners. It's a good feeling. I don't not think about the other team. You might ask another team. Different people get it in different ways. Hashem, let them feel winners also. Here, Bifrat, it's the only team we have. That Their softball team should win the championship. Please, I'm not like... But in Tefillah, you have, you have your responsibilities. Hashem, let them win. That's my Achrayis. You're let a daven for you aversion. You're not saying bad for others. That's an open Gemara. You could daven it shouldn't rain, even though farmers lose. They, I, should, I have to worry here. Each person worries. And of course, you expand your worries. But Lemaisa, so you think that you want to daven the wolf pack should win. Then I say to myself, they can win. And it could be a terrible season. They could have a fight on the way home. They can... Not, not behave during the game and feel like not winners because of that. So I start asking myself, I'm davening they should win. That's not what I want. So what I really want is they should feel good. A guy says the Yankees should win. He's being honest. He wants to feel good. Perhaps the Yankees win and five minutes later he doesn't feel good. It didn't help and the Yankees won. So whenever you pray, you always find out what do you want. What do I want? It's a serious... People come from the question is you should be embarrassed to ask Hashem. I'm not embarrassed to ask my tata anything. If I really want it. But I don't want to like talk to him and say ask for this and I don't want that. That's like you just sound funny. I want to ask what I really want. And prayer clarifies what I really want. I say, Hashem, let the Yankees win. Then they win and he's like miserable. It didn't pull him out of any hole. He tried to run away from all his life. So then he didn't realize, that wasn't what he was saying. He was saying, Hashem, I have a lot of tzar. Just let me be happy. Let me be excited. We say, okay. So then Davin clap. Prayer brings out what I want. And the word prayer is pilel, is to self-judge. And in the yeshiva, prayer is in a place of expression where people are taught to express and feel and figure out and resolve. It's a natural extension of that, that prayer becomes very important. A natural thing comes out of that, of, of, of an awareness, a self-awareness is prayer, which is why prayer means to self-judge. Pilel is to self-judge. The word pilel, beflilim, means court. Pilel means to self-judge. Lehispalel. Pilel means lehispalel is self-judge. And it means to judge oneself, which is all of prayer. What do I want? And when I pray, I figure out what I want. That's Dvarim Shutim. So anybody who has these type of shahs, your kids ask you, Kudavim, tell them, please, I, I, if you, I think you should tell them yes. I think you should tell a young second, yes. And by the way, over the years, don't, don't, don't work it through with him. Hodavim, the Yankee should win. Beseder. 
he'll, he'll, that's, he, that he's in touch. That's what he feels when he's eight. It will be a process, a continuous process of identifying. It's a lifelong process for us all. So what do we want? And slowly we get more in touch and more in touch. He'll continue. He doesn't plan on to stop davening. And right now it expresses in this one. That's appropriate when he's eight. And that's what he should ask Hashem. And he shouldn't be embarrassed to ask that from his father. Because an eight-year-old shouldn't be embarrassed to say that's what he, to feel that's what he wants. Will he get deeper yet? Of course. He'll become 10 and 12 and 15 and 18 and 30 and 15. And find out different nekudas and un, un, uncover much more. So the yeshiva prayer is a very, obviously, is an important component. From minute one in Waterbury, the Rosh Yeshiva, Rai Kaufman Shlita gets credit that he made a tremendous emphasis on prayer. On people steiging and davening, getting better at davening. And always it's been a big emphasis in the yeshiva to study prayer, to get into prayer, to have vadim about prayer. Really a tremendous emphasis on tefillah, on davening. And this is, uh, the, the, since its inception in Waterbury, this has been an emphasis. And both Eli and Dani had plugged into that component prayer and sincere prayer. A big Rosh Yeshiva, a, a Chashiva Yid once showed up in Yeshiva and he wanted to see the Yeshiva for the day. He crashed on a Tuesday and he observed. And afterwards he reported to me he did not like, there are a lot of big chups. I was not one of them. There are a lot of buttons that were open. Other and he was there were things he was uncomfortable with and expressed. But he said two things that he saw that he said 15 years in my yeshiva I've been waiting for guys to pray with the sincerity that I saw the prayers pray. He said, I saw a certain ernstkeit in the tefillah that for 15 years I've been hoping for. There's a sincerity. Guys pray, there's a certain ernstkeit. The prayer of somebody who's in touch with his wants and is able to express his wants to his creator and open up and connect in a meaningful, beautiful way because it matters what we want to Hashem. Our desires matter to Hashem. So somebody cries, the crying of somebody who's aware that Hashem hears our cries and cares about how we feel. If somebody unburdens themselves to Hashem and cries and expresses to Hashem. And prayer has always been big in the issue. I get a call from Ramati Shombran, within the year after Eli was Nifter. And he asked me, to the Chazanim, wear the talus over the head. Now we had a custom that I reinstituted this week in Yeshiva. Right, Oberlander used to insist the shtickle on this, that the Chazanim, the Minnechai in Berlin, the guy Davin's from and Kavanat Sibri, wears the talus over his head. That's Tan Hage in Yeshiva. So Rabbi Mati asked me, does the chazan wear the talus? So I said, yeah, like, it's a little bit of a funny, why are you asking me that question? Unusual question to call up. So he said, because Ellie came to him in a dream and told his father that they give me Rishos and Shemayim, I still daven in the yeshiva minion. I still daven. He said, I have Rishos and I come to the yeshiva minion. And if you're skeptical, dad, you're skeptical, is this dream real? Like, I'm coming to you, I'm telling you this. Call up and find out. I'll give you a simon. The chazin wears the talus over his head. So that will be the simon. Call up, and if it's true, then you know, I'm telling you information you never heard before. Find out. And he said, I'm calling you if the chazin wears the talus. I said, yeah, it's funny. It's a minute of the yeshiva that we insist on. Lameisa, this week I've been insisting the chazanim put the talus over the head. And Belin Eder, we're going to be matbid going forward for now on this custom. But what I want to ask the chevra, Le'ilu Nishmas, these two precious neshamas, I want to ask the Chevra in general to be, let's, let's make a chizuk on covered based Knesset and a general respect for prayers. A general respect for prayer. Prayer is very, very real. Are we always real? It's hard to be real. Prayer is Hashem's Hashemayat And the base Knesset is a serious place where people are talking to Hashem. And anything that we could do to be mechazik, not talking by praying, any efforts we can do to be mechazik more than it, by making an atmosphere of prayer, the sincerity of prayer, being mechazik our own prayers, whether it means studying what the words of davening mean, whether it means praying with more energy and effort, whether it means getting earlier to prayers, any effort that we can make to be mechazik the prayers, specifically the prayers of Etzibur specifically the prayers of people, of sincere people coming together, there's a tremendous force 
tremendous power of public prayer. We spoke last week about the Drashas Haran, the power of a Rabbim. By the Dara Flaga, Hashem spread apart this, the Dara Flaga. Very cryptic Psukim. If you learn the Psukim of the Dara Flaga, first of all, by the Dara Mabel, it's keep saying Elikim, it's Midas Adin. By the Dara Flaga, last week's parish, it's constantly Hashem, which is Midas Achesed. Constantly. It's Vayered Hashem, Leorois. Vayoymer Hashem. Vayof, it's Hashem. Why is Hashem? It's Midas Adin, Bali Aver. Now, anybody who reads the Psukim, just read it. Chumash, Rashi, it's hard to find their sin. There are a bunch of people got together to build skyscrapers. Hard to find their sin. They were building skyscrapers. When I drive in, when I drive in our parts, I see Yad Hashem. See, you see Hashem, the beautiful foliage now. The colors are stunning around Blue Ridge. It takes your breath away. Gorgeous. And you see Yad Hashem, you see the beautiful world Hashem made for us. When you drive in Manhattan, you see the incredible people that Hashem made that have capacities to build these. It's crazy what a human being, Hashem made a human being with such capacity. And they were flexing their muscles, human capacity that of course Hashem made. But you see in Manhattan, human capacity, and they're building together. And it's very difficult to uncover the sin. It's very, very hard to find what the sin is of the Dara Flaga. The Drasha Saran speaks about the power of a group. He speaks about the incredible power of a group here. And what, what the Nesiva Shalom says here, the Slonimer says on this parasha, is that they hadn't done any sin. But there was a danger, there was threats lurking. And a group together is atomic. A group that's together is extremely powerful. And he says that there was a danger of sin. If you study Rishonim here, there were big tzaddikim involved in the building. Shame had his hard hat on and other greats. But Nimrod had a lot of power and he was sinister. So it's very complex. Everybody was coming together like innocent construction. The world was like mamish brain. They were building Manhattan. Can imagine the energy and idealism they were building. It's like so exciting and right. And even there's a place for it. But lurking, Nimrod had certain thoughts and he was very powerful. And it's very dangerous, any organization, the head, can put things into the whole matzah that's dangerous. Perhaps the danger of Nimrod who was involved here. But there was, there was, a, there was no Aveira yet. But the danger of it turning sinister. And it says, Midas HaChesed, Hashem said, Let me, this is atomic, let me spread this out. A unity is powerful, it's spiritual. People together, it's spiritual, have a power much more than Yechidim. And the Nesiva Shalom speaks about Minyan in this way. One sincere Yid talking to his creator is big. But a Minyan, a group of people together that are sincere, is like atomic. I call meetings in Yeshiva. Well, I'll, I'll be honest, there, there, there's Rebbeim here, so I'm going to be honest. Sometimes we have something to discuss. So I'll ask the Rebbeim, sometimes I have nothing to say, zero. I don't know, it's not like I have a specific zach. I just want the Rebbeim sitting around the table looking at each other. Because there's a force, we're doing something together. It's a spiritual force. I want people to look at each other. It's powerful. We can give psychological reasons. In a yeshiva, we are rebellion, are all like see eye to eye, hold of each other, respect each other. And then you have another yeshiva, another institution, where this one doesn't hold of this one, who doesn't hold of that one. So you can give psychological reasons. It's not so neat, bachram it. You can give reasons why it wouldn't be so successful, much deeper than all those. Psychology is cute, Torah is real. And much deeper than those reasons is a mitzayus. There's a the Ran speaks about it. L'toiv and l'ra. There's a spiritual force of unified people. If a bunch of rishon make a knunya together, and the Torah is madgish that there was a there's a mamish a group a plan and a sense of together. Let's do this. That is like crazy powerful. It can harm Rachman Litzlan. It could be used l'toiv. And Hashem saw on this unity, midas there was no chet, but this was a unity, atomic, 
It can go and spin out. There's nimrod lurking. There's dangerous things. Break it apart by Yafetz Hashem. Before any chet, he spread it out. But the power of unity is never underestimated. A group of people together say, let's do something together. They're, 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 they're wildly powerful. And Tefillah B'tzibur is that power. A group of people say together, let's pray. Let's serve Hashem. Let's be loyalists. Let's be sincere. Let's speak our mind. That is a tremendous, tremendous kayach. That's a power. That's a spiritual force. So I wanted to be mechazik. I wanted to be mechazik. Any effort that we can make for our minyanim, both in this space, Knesset, and all the Batei Knesset, in Waterbury, and wherever we're listening, wherever we are, any effort we can have to have more kavadats, just a, a, a closer tzibur, more sincere, a matzav that's sincere, a sincere matzav of prayer, I want to be mechazik then. Specifically, this is something Eli and Dani were tapping into. A tzibur, a group together that each one was mechazik the other, to pray, to learn, to daven, to shtaig, that's something. We have at the end of the year, there's siyumim that celebrate. We make siyumim, but not public siyumim. They're not, they're not big PR stunts, which are also good zachin. Siyum should be PR, but very still siyum, just the bacher. And everybody celebrates his accomplishment in the yeshiva. And we make separate siyumim for the different guys. And Eli and Dani both love the siyumim. It's always 12th graders. And always at the end of the year, for many, many years, we do it about a month straight, our wives like brace for that month because it's hours, it's hours and hours of long nights. And siyumim, the guys compose songs at those siyumim and poems and raps and rhymes and all different zachin to celebrate this person's success. And the oilam comes together. Eli and Dani love the siyumim. And Eli decided we have never, the yeshiva's many years old, and we've never had a siyum at the beginning of the year. A bacher can make a siyum. The siyum I'm describing at the end of the year, the last month, six weeks. For the, since the beginning of yeshiva, the guys who have been there, that's how it goes. Eli decides he wants to see him at the beginning of the year. We've never had it before. It's never been before, never been since. He decides, I need one of those siyum. He works his head off over the summer with Eli Gwertz. And they make a seum on a mesechta, and he says, I'm making a seum at the beginning of the year. And at the beginning of the year, I don't know why I agreed. We don't do that. You're 12th grade. Now, so wait for the end of the year. That's what we do. Somebody can make a seum. People have made seum. And not that the seum I'm talking about. We guys compose songs and this whole matzah. That's what we do at the end of the year. That's how we do it. Guys have made seum. Go to your Rebbe's house. We can make a seum by lunch. The seum I'm talking, we've never done before. Never done after. He decided I need a seum. His father and grandfather both told me, well, b'chayev. That that was the happiest day of Eli's life. The day of his siyum. He needed a siyum. He was nifter. Two, about how many weeks later? Two weeks later he was nifter. And he made a siyum. Of, in, Avad Hashem wanted he should get his siyum in. His father and his zayda were made. It was the happiest day of his life. And he made a siyum. But the aside of the siyum is the celebration. The tzibur coming together. Celebrating Ruchnius. Encouraging Ruchnius. Both of them. I have, have Belin Eder. We say Kaddish in Yeshiva now for years, is the 11th yard site. The Kaddish at all siyumim, Ali'ilu Nishmas, Eli and Dani. And we grant them the Kaddishim, and we, ha- we have them in mind, it should be an Ilu for their Nishamas, the Kaddish at every siyum. And we do it because of the way they both appreciated the siyumim. They were both a tremendous part of the Yeshiva, celebrated, they danced and celebrated, which is why he wanted his own siyum, Eli. And, but the celebration and encouragement of the next person's Ruchnius, that's like the Metzias of the Siyumim. That's what I'm talking about, a Matzim in the Beis Knesses. I visualize in the Beis Knesses people coming together, encouraging the next one, a unified, beautiful Eilam coming together to pray to Hashem. Anything we can do to increase the preciousness of the public prayers, of the tzibur being mechazik, encouraging, making it a warmer place, a happier place, a more positive place, a wonderful place of prayer, anything we could do. There are a lot of campaigns for silence in shul. I'm saying my words carefully. I appreciate those people a lot. Amazing. They're getting silence in shul. I'm asking for some that plus, if I am be chutzbedek enough. 
Because I could, I've, I've gone to minyanim which are silent, which I can't daven in. It's not magical. I don't feel Yidin have to love each other. It has to be chaos. There has to be a chaos. Yidin are together. There's a yachtos, a unity and a oneness. And Yidin are praying together. So I'm not just the quiet campaign. I'm behind it. I'm with them. Amazing. Special Yidin. I'm asking, but, but quiet with a, with a focus. Chaos. Chaos. If we're quiet and we don't greet Yidin coming to shul, leaving shul, so then, then the quiet is not. If we're quiet, for, we're creating something. A beautiful, healthy, robust. If, if we're not complimenting the chazanim, that's not, that's not a good minion. Shvach minion. If we're not all over it, there's not a warmth and a chaos. So I'm asking a, a, an improvement. In our whole matzav of tefillah, to start to be a healthy member of a minion, to plug into a minion, and create it as a vibrant, warm, wonderful place. I want anybody to do their part in, the, in, in this shul, in another shul, whatever, in your own shul, wherever you live, so then you're part of this campaign of creating chaburis that pray to Hashem together and encourage such in the next person. In, in, in Lech Lecha, we have the first story we're told of Avram Avinu's life. And what's fascinating to me is he's given a command, and we're not told why was this man chosen. The only details in Ender Parshas Nayach, I can't find an unusual thing about Avram Avinu. A lot of people are born... One of them is Hoyleris Avram, Terach gives birth to Avram, amongst other people, Nachar, Haran also. Haran dies, Avram and Nachar get married, other people as well. So Avram Avinu is born, he gets married, says who his wife is. His wife can't have children, difficulty. And Terach takes Avram and Light and Sarah, and they go from where cast him to go to Arzakinan. That's so. It hasn't told us yet one unusual detail of Rav Ramavinu's life. It's true in Midrashim. There's much to deduce. It's true. Haran died because he was trying to copy Rav Ramavinu. Rav Ramavinu the Chazal. In the Psukim, we've not been told of anything unique about Avram yet in the Psukim. And then Hashem says, Hashem Avram who is this man who got this tzivu? It's the first Nisayan. There's no Akdama. Just to contrast and to bring out the point, when Nayak is singled out for a mission, Nayak, there's an introduction. Nayak's Matzachein Beine Hashem. Not here. Nayak's a tzaddik and a tamim. There's introductions about Nayak's greatness. And as such, Hashem says to Nayak, build the teva. But there's an introduction to who he was, and as such, he was given the mission of building a teva. By Avram Avinu, there's no there's no akdama of who he was, of what he was. Why did he get this test? With what, what was what was about Avram that Hashem asked him to complete this mission? And what I have to think, if this is because this is the introduction to Avram the first challenge of his life, that it must, in this challenge, he must have been challenged with this because he was capable of this. Because this, it must be a defining challenge, more than just something that was handed to him, it must have been a defining challenge that also describes him. So it doesn't need Akdama. Listen to the challenge and that will be the Akdama. You'll understand him when you understand what Hashem asked from him. If you study what Hashem asked from him, so you'll learn why he asked it from him. And what was he asked? We all come from somewhere. We all have a comfortable place that we come from. It's interesting. I remember going off to learn out of town for the first time in my life, and you feel completely exposed. Everything, there's something about being home that it's safe and secure. The feeling to go off into yeshivas, I'm exposed. Oh my goodness, I'm so uncomfortable. Where do I go? You're exposed. That's the feeling of going off to learn in yeshiva. I'm, I'm wondering if people can relate and remember that feeling. There's a comfort level at home. It's interesting. A person at home needs much less entertainment. 
We all have families, Baruch Hashem. When you go away with your family for Shabbos, your kids need much more entertaining. Home entertain. I'm not saying kids don't get bored and don't need entertain. But home, somehow there's something natural at home. People feel less bored. They have like, I don't know, you could, you could do nothing easier at home. You go somewhere, you're like exposed. The things that you're just comfortable, you just are and be, are taken away when you leave. And Avram Avinu is told by Hashem, leave everything that's comfortable. Your family, your culture, your customs, your childhood friends. Everything that's comfortable, leave. Come out of where you were and what you were. We've discussed this many times that one of the great questions that man always ponders, any, philosophy, any person who cares about people and cares about thinking and the state of people ponders the question, how much responsibility does a kid have, kid growing up in Syria? What do you blame him for being what he is? I mean, he's, you know what his father tells him, his mother tells This question is one of the great questions mankind has examined. There are books that speak about this question. There are movies and poems and plays. It's like one of the great questions in the history of humanity. Many trials have been held. How do you blame this guy? He was just following orders. He was part of an army and told. Every... All the people of the world ask this question, except Yidin B'nai Avram. To us, we smile at the question. Because Avram Avinu was a mitzayos of an every. Everybody was doing one thing, but he left. That which was the norm. That which was comfortable. That which was usual. He left it for that which is true. He left it to do that which is true and came out of the norm. It says, The Mishnah Novus. Ten generations were angering Hashem until Avram Avinu came and took Schar Kulam. Avram Avinu came and changed patterns that were direst of a certain behavior. And Avram Avinu with courage was able to step out of the norm. Step out of that which was comfortable, that which is expected. Somebody showed me a piece from the Yachin Ubayaz. I would advise to read it. On the words have a Gailan Lamakam Tyrant. I always have a tough time. This may be the biggest, maybe the biggest chizik I ever got. My kids go out of town to learn. It's always difficult. It's difficult. I want my kids in my house. I like them local. They go out of town to learn. Maybe the biggest chizik I ever got. I heard that somebody said it on their own, this word. Yet I trust and look up to. Told my family this word. He, not, I don't, he didn't quote the Yachinubayas. He told us on the words, Anybody can look it up over Shabbos. If you have a kid learning out of town, I advise you to look it up. And the Yachin Ubayas describes an and he describes how they go in Maybe you should learn at home. I always felt with my kids, they go out of town, there's certain rebbeim I want them to have. I always, the real chatchila is that Rebbe would move into my basement. And the real chatchila is that yeshiva would open up right in the Blue Ridge Base Medrash. That's the chatchila. I can't, we can't convince them to move. So shucks, you have to send there, shucks. That's how I thought about it. This big tzaddik explained to me, and the Yachin speaks it out, that the only way really to accept Tyre is to come out of your comfort zone. It's not by accident. Your kid has to leave your house at some point. The age, a different gedolim, different manhigim, at some point he has to leave home. He has to leave, and it's uncomfortable and unsafe. Abachar described to me in Yesheva that it's so hard for me to be out of town. And I describe that you're in yeshiva to be uncomfortable. Of course, we'll try to get you. There'll be a degree of discomfort being in yeshiva. This bachar is ready. And in that place of discomfort, you'll replace it. You'll find out about yourself. It's very scary. I remember the feeling going to yeshiva. You're exposed. You're exposed. There's a safety of what you were used to, of all your friends and all. There's a safety there. And the story of Avram fascinating his first Nisayan is defining. We've introduced to Avram by what Hashem asked him. In a Nusuch Acher, I almost like to say every human being is asked this. Avram responded to this. 
Benusach Achem, this is this is the challenge of every human being. It's true you grew up with something, it's true, and we have so much special things that we grew up and we're handed. But then the person discovers and uncovers and creates from within. We have received tremendous amounts from earlier diaries and fakert, but we have to now create it ourselves, tap in ourselves. It's not a bidiyevid, your kid goes out to yeshiva. He has to, much what you give him, he has to find on his own. I have spoken to many balei tshuva on their kids, they have a certain frustration because, you know what, I gave up for this. So, I discussed with many Bali Tshuva, your kid also has to, about Tshuva's kids also have to become Bali Tshuva. Avram became Elikei Avram, Elikei Yitzchak, it doesn't say Elikei Avram Yitzchak, Elikei Avram, Elikei Yitzchak, Elikei Yaakov. It says Elikei by each one. Each one, it's true, the Bal Tshuva's kid also has to become a Bal Tshuva. And that's by Goyle Lamakam Tayyar, by a person taka coming out sometimes and exposing by going off to a Makam, leaving that which is safe and secure and comfortable. And from that place of, it's, it's scary, from that place we can uncover a lot. From that place we can discover a lot. Ramesha Shapiro, Ramesha Shapiro once told this Talmidim, said something fascinating. Let's be honest. We like being honest as a chevra. I'm not going to ask by hands who's afraid of the dark. But as youngsters, all of us, even as adults, it's pitch black. You yourself, you hear sounds and you're nervous. You get scared in the dark. I get scared. I get scared. I'll put on you. It's, it's very dark and you hear every... The light is less scary. So he said to his Talmudian Ramayshi Shapiro, when it's dark and scary, get the light on. That's unnatural. He said that you, it's not the pshat, that the light is the normal state, and stay away from dark, that's bad. The dark is really is the most honest us. A human being, has, we have limited control of a lot of stuff, and the natural thing is worries and fears. With the light, we distract ourselves. We look at that, we look, all different distractions. He said, in the dark is you. And whenever you feel the dark, you, ever you feel like that discomfort of the dark, work with yourself, comfort yourself, bring faith, find things. In that place of discomfort, you can bring yourself all different madregas. In that place of discomfort, there are all different things we can acquire big time in a serious way in that place of darkness. And Avram Avinu is told, There's a journey to not be afraid to come out of that which we're comfortable in, of the place that's so... And from that place to find, to search for that which is true. So I, that, that's, I wanted to share this in our own journeys of not being afraid of stepping out of our comfort zones, of not being afraid of our own version of Avram Avinu's courage to be in Ivri, to step away from everything he knew and everything he taught, and to find something new and greater and more in advance. This very challenge is the very description of the greatness of Avram of Avram Avinu, and the people that are Zaycha to come from Avram Avinu as well. I want to, I wanna, when, when we analyze Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu goes to Eretz Yisrael, and we just did his first Nisayin of Lech Lecha Me'artzcha, we come right away to another Nisayin, he gets to Eretz Yisrael, Vayirav Baratz, and there's a famine in the land, Vayir Avram Mitzrayimah, and he leaves Eretz Yisrael, Neir Dekin he went to Eretz Yisrael, and then it's Kilu, it's rejection from Eretz Yisrael. I have seen many people have big dreams, and then they have minias, they have blockages, and they say it must be Hashem doesn't want, and they give up on their dreams. Many a people has dreamt and tried, and their blockages and things don't work, and they give up on their dream. One of the chevra here, for a long time, was fighting for something. I admire him to the end of the world. He didn't stop. And there were Meneas. And he could have said, okay, somebody, I'm not building what I want to build. There are too many Meneas. And they could even see it as Hashem doesn't want it. Look, he sent Meneas. And you always have to remember, Hashem told Avram to go to Eretz Yisrael, and then he's kicked out. There's a, there's a Rav Ba'aretz. But as Reb Nachman, he said, he said, 
That there's an Indian Hashem wants us, he does, the word is Hashem wants us to fight for something. Blockages make something more precious. There were so many times I wonder, what does it have to be so hard to have a yeshiva? Threats to shut, getting kicked out of a city, shut down to... Mechates, it has to be hard. Hashem's not saying, I don't want it. Blockages are saying that I want you to fight for it. And many has come, Avram Avinu fights for Eretz Yisrael. Right away, Avram Avram Baritz. He leaves Eretz Yisrael right away. He was, he was in Eretz Yisrael, now there's a Rav Baritz. The Meneas are not a rejection. That are Hashem saying, fight for this. This is precious and important and make a stand. Make a stand for that which is Chashev. Fight for it. When we study these parashiyas and we're told at the end of Nayach that Sari Menu is an Akara, the building of our nation was not something that happened. Any study of the parashiyas of the next many, many parashiyas at Torah, if somebody concludes, we sit here, we're a cool people. Look at this room, we're a, we're, we're a holy people. And many people look at the story of our nation. We had such halogen beginners. And nope, they were Zaychid, a big bracha, that's not the story. I was once, I was once at a convention, an Eishat Torah convention, and many Talmidim of, of, of Rabbi Neich Weinberg, that's all, were at this gathering. And one Talmud gets up in his speech, and he says, Oi! I wish Rebbe could see this. He like groaned. I wish the Rebbe could see this. He said, the next speaker gets up. The next, another speaker gets up. The next guy says, I don't think I'll ever forget the rest of my life. The next speaker gets up and he says, you don't understand, Rebbe saw it, that's why it is. Rebbe saw this, he was thinking about this. <laughs> It wasn't like, he was thinking mamish about his Talmidim and, and creating sincerity. And he, he saw it, that's why we're here. Avram Avinu saw this. The Aves and Imais were planning and constructing our nation. They were busy with it. It's Mivur and Psokim over and over. The Imais knew how many Shvatim they were asked to build. There was, there was, there was a construction of Klaus. Avram Avinu asked Hashem for this. He said, better than Oilam Abba. Hashem promised Avram, Avram Avinu said, I want a Zun. I want a nation. I want a son. More than Oilam Abba. He took the Oilam Abba and got amazing news to hear after 75 years, decades of serving Hashem. Hashem says, Tavra, I want to tell you, you're going to get eternity, Oilam Abba. God is finding a reward. Forever you're going to get rewarded. <laughs> and Avram Avinu says, Hashem, wonderful. Could I have better than that? I want a child. He wanted more dairies serving Hashem. And they were constructing Klal Yisrael, loyalists, generations of loyalists that were busy. And it was fraught with so many nisyanis, so many challenges, so many obstacles came up. For heaven's sakes, we're building something, Laman Hashem. And any reading of the parishes of all the obstacles of what they were building, shouldn't it be easy? And nobody in their own lives for anything we want to create. People have big dreams. They want to create big zachin. Everybody dreams of what their children and enik luch should look like, sincere servants of Hashem. And then their difficulty, their meneers, their trouble, and, and all different challenges along the way. And many in a deep way conclude, I shouldn't, they give up, they stop. In some way they've, they've, they've learned about this is not wanted and it's not a truth. It's not a truth. It's simply not a truth. And the Meneos are put by Hashem. He wants us clear. He wants us to fight for it. He wants us to struggle for it. Eretz Yisrael, Loilam Torah, Niknes B'Yisurim. Everything precious, Hashem wants us to make a stand for it. So it's built with passion and fight and a, a resolve, that there's a resolve in the construction. And when we read all these parashas, with all the Meneos, it's built, Hashem wants us to have a resolve for it. I want to talk for a few minutes about, and I want to end, our time is late. I want to talk about Nadav Aviyu for a few minutes. Today on the yard side of Eli and Dani, I want to talk about Nadav Aviyu for a few minutes. I don't, I want us, Rabbi Chil, we have to teach our youngsters about Nadav Aviyu. 
I think a lot of kids get confused, and they're capable from young ages. Kids get confused. They hear Kairach, they hear Kairach was a Russia. Kairach, the Chazal call him a Russia. From the greatest Sadiqim who ever lived. Maisha Rabbeinu says to Aaron in a Gevista Eifin, in a certain way, were bigger than us in a certain way. They were Velt Sadiqim. And they did a dak menadak of a head. If we would have seen it, it was one of the most inspiring services of Hashem. They ran into the Beis Hamikdash on fire with the Ratzim to serve Hashem. It was dazzling. And Hashem punished them. I didn't command. There was some bechin. It wasn't done with an exactness the way Hashem wanted. And of course it was done with a hisnadvus, a generosity and a want to serve Hashem. But they were nifter. Not of Avi, were nifter. And again, anybody could see at the height, it was a height, we had just gotten a Mishkan, a place for Ashras, Ashrena. And there seems to be such a such a disaster, such so much, such a loss, and literally, it, 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 the whole mo- the whole movement and the whole moment was like just went went left. What a downer! What a rejection, if you will. And Moshe Rabbeinu responds, "B'kreivayakadosh." No, Hashem mishpatecha time rabba, but Hashem took away these two tzaddikim, and He has big designs. That Bikrayvayakadesh, there's Kiddushamayim. In their Petira, greatness will come from this. And it certainly looks like something, a rejection, but, but Maish Rabbeinu doesn't see it as so. It says Bikrayvayakadesh. Something dangerous happened, Bikrayvayakadesh. Greatness will come from this. It's interesting that forever and ever you didn't think about Emunah. Maybe the two words, anybody learns the sugya of Emunah. Tremendous faith looks at the psuk in Vayidim Aaron, Aaron Akoyin silence. His acceptance, his deep acceptance of the Rats and Hashem, his understanding Hashem cares about us, loves us, and we're in good hands. Vayidim Aaron. It's interesting that Nadavaviyu were Zaycha, that through them, Emuna, faith in Hashem, which the Mishkan's all about, Kervis Hashem, and forever, like the words on Yidin, when Yidin think about faith, and trusting Hashem, the words Vayidim Aaron come to mind. The story that happens through Nadav Aveyu. And it's interesting what we went through in our yeshiva, two Bachram on the way to yeshiva, coming to learn Torah Nifter. And we, was, we, we saw it. And the tsar and the difficulty is there and a tremendous Yisurim. But we saw a tremendous change. We saw Bachram change their lives. Everybody was in the yeshiva. And we completely changed the yeshiva. There's the yeshiva before their petir and after. The yeshiva changed. It used to be trying to build an institution. Now it's just about Bachram. There's no, such, there's no institution. They're just people. We learned from the petir of these two people aren't replaceable. It's not just an institution. This one comes, this one goes. Each person's a world. It's a world, each person. And it, ran, it runs differently because of that. But we've seen both Aliyah and the Prat and every individual who was there and the Rabbi Bikrayvaya Kodesh was a king. I've told the Chevra the story. I told you the story and I want to repeat it tonight to see always, and I'm saying it for a reason, to gain faith. That even when difficult things happen, Hashem has a plan. We don't always understand it. But when we see that good things, that, there was, that good came, people have grown and eternal things came, so it's definitely a chizuk. And when these two precious Bachum and Ifter, so shortly thereafter, we began a campaign with the families to write a Sefer Torah. To write a Sefer Torah for Eli and Dani, it's the Sefer Torah that the Masifta has till today. We were Zaych and this shul. This year it didn't come. Other years, Simchas Torah joined us in our shul. This precious Sefer Torah. And a campaign was made to write a Sefer Torah for Eli and Dani. The families weren't ready. There was a reason. And they felt not ready. The Torah was finished, but they weren't ready to give it to the yeshiva. Emotional, they weren't ready. Completely understandable. And we waited and waited. I could say there was a fresh, I wanted that Torah. And we had no other Torah. We had other things we were borrowing. But there was, wasn't the covenant. I wanted this Torah, Eli and Dani. And we waited and waited for the Sefer Torah. They weren't ready. 
months, months, months. They tell us you can make the Achnas Sefer Torah. So on the last Sunday of the winter, it's the last Sunday of this man, the Bachma going home later that day, we're making Achnas Sefer Torah. A gorgeous gathering, a Maimed, it was Neir. Really Neir. Amazing Maimed of Achnas Sefer Torah. The next day, we decide, let's make a minion to read from our Sefer Torah. It's Monday, the yeshiva's gone home. A minion that we don't have, but the Rebbeim gathered together to make a minion. To read from the Danielli Sefer Torah. Monday morning, the first day, we're going to ever use the Sefer Torah. And the first words we ever read from the Sefer Torah. Nobody, it's amazing, none of us thought of this. None of us, I don't know, not, I don't think anybody thought of it. But I remember Avram Krohn saying the words, Achrei Mai Shnei Bnei Aaron. That's the first, it was Achreimais. And the first words we ever read from that Sefer Torah, from that precious Sefer Torah that we still have today. The first words, And it was interesting that we take tremendous chizuk in, the, in, in even the Mishpat of Hashem, the difficulties that Hashem sends to Rabbi Shalom loves us. It's chas v'shalom, not a rejection. And when we face difficulties, Hashem wants us to dig in more, to respond with faith, to respond with resolve, to respond with a sense that we're going to push forward. We're going to push forward, we're going to have atzlacha. He wants us to dig in deeper and more. So the Meneas, for a lot of wonderful things that we desire, there are blockages never to stop, not to give up. Not in any way, keep, keep building, keep pushing forward. The story of the Parshas that we're reading about our Avais and Emais constructing a nation is filled with Nisiyanus, so many blockages. Well, I couldn't just go easy. There's so many loved ones along the way in Sadaims and all different blockages, but it's the Meniyas, Hashem, bringing out of us a resolve, a sense that Hashem's, Hashem wants our tefillah, he wants our resolve, he wants our ratzin. We're described tefillah, that is the deepest ratzin of the person. And it says, Hashem's misavah l'tefillah shel tzadikim. That's why he makes meneas. That's this week's parasha, sorry, it was nakara. So Hashem wants tefillah, and tefillah is the deepest ratzin. He wants to bring out, he wants us to bring out our deep ratzin. So then we fight for it, avada, through, through prayer, avada. But it brings out our tremendous ratzain for the avais, all the stories we read about, and the blockages and challenges, the rubs, the famines, that were blocking what Avram Avinu wanted to build, all those things that were blocking the kidnapping of Sarimenu, each detail is all part of this process of Hashem's misavel tzadikim. He wants to tefillah, the profound ratzain and resolve of the tzaddik, and the tzaddik responds with a tremendous energy and effort to build and create. All of us should be zeichen. To take a dig in, Hashem should give us the siyat of the shmaya, to build beautiful families, to build beautiful communities, to build, continue to build a beautiful kehila, a sincere place, and it should give us the kaychas, the meniyas, Hashem wants to bring out our resolve. We should be zeichet to persevere through all meneas and to see Yad Hashem to continue to hope and pray and be mispalal for the kindness of Hashem to allow us to see through all the idealisms of our life.